The heart and soul of archetypal somatics is through inner work. We enter soma and discover what's there, what's been hidden, and what wants to emerge right now so that it can be held by our conscious awareness. Join me for one-on-one coaching. You can also find other coaches on my website and let's journey together. Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. has happened in my process in the last couple months, um, end of summer. And, um, it's just mind blowing. Sometimes that happens. There's this thing where we leap into the next stage rather than, uh, you know, sometimes we've got a plateau. Sometimes we are, um, going along kind of at a certain pace. And then there's these leaps into the next thing and a big part of that has been encountering my rebellion my um separation from the herd and uh this is a this is an important part of process and individuation and um development is that when we're maturing at some point we are separating. And the interesting thing about separating in that way with consciousness is that we separate in order to connect in a real way. So if we're, we're just rebelling and separating and cutting ourselves off and making boundaries and talking about how the world is all a problem and, you know, pointing out everything that's wrong with our people in our life or, you know, or thinking that way in a kind of judgmental way and, and feeling separate that's kind of, it's an adolescent vibe. It just, it's sort of like uh, adolescent rebellion. When that grows up, what comes next is a mature version of sovereignty. And there's a lot of other stuff that goes with that. There's a lot of archetypal forces that we can call upon. Um, this is, you know, a lot of the stuff that I teach in my courses and trainings and how I work with clients is to kind of come to connect with the, get conscious about our forces, our archetypal forces, so that we can contain them rather than things acting in shadow. I mean, that's really the deal. Um, and so I'm, I'm pleased to say that some of the conflict or inner incongruence is now pretty congruent and gelled and there's not a lot of conflict. I'm, I feel like I'm at least right now, you know, um, having leapt into some, some new territory and done some deep underworld journeying and attending to some really old, outdated, crusty, dusty, 
um, insidious patterns, um, that there's a lot of movement. And that's the cool thing about leaping. Um, the Ramayana keeps coming to mind of Hanuman leaping across the, the sea to Sri Lanka. He leapt. And there's a pose in yoga called Hanumanasana where we do the splits. And it's kind of like a great metaphor for uh, gaining some sort of a, uh, attribute, gaining some sort of a skill, gaining some sort of a um, the difficulty. It's a battle. It's a challenge. There's always a challenge that precedes this leaping forward in consciousness. And that's kind of, I feel like, where I'm at right in the moment. One of the ways we know we're kind of leaping into more of a mature version of uh rebellion or sovereignty is that we're coming out of the follies of youth the arrogance of youth the hubris the believing that I know how things are going to go or the um sort of righteous superiority of uh knowing things and all of that and and that arrogance is really a good you know part of this polarization that goes on in the culture is is just sort of fear turned flipped into arrogance you know like taking my own side you know taking your own side in an argument is immature that's just you know I hate to say it that bluntly but when we're seeing it from our own perspective we're stuck in a small puny part of ourself our personal self that is really attached and just doesn't have all the data when we, when we get into witness consciousness, we have much more ability to see it from our side, see it from the other's side as well, and to have a container for the whole thing. So if I'm, if I'm seeing something from my side, if I've joined a group that has a side, uh, I'm, I'm already in my smallest, puniest possible identity. And, and that feeling of righteousness and, and arrogance, I think, is a good uh, clue. Um, if I righteously believe my point, I don't care how much I feel like I'm the victim of a situation. If there's righteousness in it and I don't have the overview, the collective in mind where I want to solve for the greater good rather than just for my side, you've got a lopsided equation there. Um, that's, that's bad algebra. <laughs> we want to solve the issue for all sides, right? I mean, it's kind of a, a dorky metaphor, but I think that those of us who have like a math background will get how important it is to balance the thing. And, and so who's the one doing the equating the equation? It's the witness. It's the one that's holding the pen. So back to the idea of mature sovereignty rather than rebellion. This to me is a lot like owning our greatness and star, our genius, really listening to our genius, which comes with a lot of challenges. I mean, most of us have been trained to be small and just go along with the status quo and do your nine to five and get your retirement and die. I mean, that's really the the main, I think there's a lot of us who do some version of that, but maybe there's some more creativity or maybe I'll just, you know, get comfortable enough and then I can start enjoying life. And the, the, if comfort is probably the biggest inhibitor to spiritual development. So if that's what you want, if you want to be comfortable, 
Um, there's a great uh, giant chair called a Lazy Boy that you kick back and it's all cozy and it snuggles you up. I call them practice ca- caskets. It's a practice casket. It's <laughs> get cozy in front of the TV, kick back, and start practicing for being in a casket <laughs> for, you know, while you sort of slowly let the mind drip out through your toes, I guess, um, watching the news. So if you don't want to do that, if you want real spiritual growth, then you don't want comfort. You don't want to get cozy. You don't want to practice being in the casket. You want to, um, you know, take a good long shavasana. That's the corpse pose. That's death practice. That's the death practice, something I also teach in my courses. Um, you know, this is this is something we want to get really friendly with, death. But but we don't want to spend all day playing dead and dulling our senses and and consciousness we want to be playing life so spiritual development is challenging and uh there's there's pain to it there doesn't have to be suffering though the suffering comes from the attitude towards the pain i i you know i have so much experience with people in various kind of styles of psychological and physical pain I've been able to see the difference there's there's people that have almost no issues that are that suffer a lot and then there's people that have tons of issues and tons of pain and they suffer very little and the 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 key here is what is my what am I doing with this am I in a poor me am I in a victim place am I in a why me or am I in a ooh okay, lots going on here. How do I work with this energy? How do I work with this, this, uh, sensation? How do I, how do I attend to the parts of me that are freaking out or whatever? And that's the big difference. The, the attending, how am I attending? Am I, am I containing the whole thing? Self and other self other in this case might be my physical pain. Is that, have I otherized that? Have I shoved it into shadow? Am I blaming it? Am I blaming my body? Am I blaming my work? Am I blaming my partner? Am I blaming my life in some way, my family, my history? Am I blaming, blaming, blaming? So when we stop doing that, we, all of these things become allies. And there's lots of episodes I've made about these exact subjects, um, how to turn something into an ally. You know, fear, I think I made an episode called Fear is an Ally um, or something like that. But but fear is one of the ones that in, in the pop world, like get your mindset straight and, and overcome fear. This is like the opposite of what I'm teaching. I'm teaching to get your body set and get your mind body, your body mind up and running. And then instead of overcoming fear, have a conversation with fear, like listen to fear because there's a lot of data in there. Why the fear is here, not the superficial stuff. Like I'm afraid to you know, um, go out in public, but, uh, or I'm afraid to be around this sort of person or something. This scares me. Um, there's something underneath that, that the fear brings that you can't get from your, what you, what you think it is. You have to, um, be able to go into a a liminal state to be able to find the real data. It's like a dream. Like when you listen to a dream, or look at look at it, you know, depending on how you how you work with your dreams. When you are in the dream, 
kind of interpretation vibe of it, it might be very confusing. And that's a good thing because conscious mind will make stuff up about everything. So just like that, with our fear, with everything else, we want to be able to stop making, we want to stop, we really want to stop interpreting. We really want to start having a conversation with our energies, our waking dream, our sleeping dream. We want to be having a conversation. So if I think I know something, what this means, you know, I have a pain. That means I, you know, have some sort of toxicity in my body and something bad happened to me or, you know, whatever, then I've kind of lost the journey. I want to be on the journey. I want to be learning the deeper layers. Have you ever had an experience that you've interpreted and then later on in life you get another interpretation that's way deeper and way more profound? It's like that. If I think I know something, if I, you know, bring the gavel down and I've called called my judgment on something, I've stopped learning from it. All of that is kind of that that arrogant stuff of of being in my puny self and uh with a small s and casting you know knowing on things thinking i'm knowing things so so these episodes they all come back to a very similar place which is presence witness consciousness um getting a bigger self, having my, my great self be the self that I really am. And the cool thing about the, the, the genius in us, the star, the star, this is the star. This is why you were here. This is, this is your unique star in the sky. Um, amongst all the other unique stars, you are meant to have a certain frequency of light that you're emitting and that is your work in the world. That is what you're here to do. And your um, personalized or customized issues and situation and dynamics and, and dream that you're in, waking dream that you're in, are all created specifically to fuel this star so that it will... Uh, uh, glow and feed and nurture and nourish yourself and all of those around you. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.